Hey, Parkway Church family, and for those watching and listening around the world, thank you for joining our Parkway Church podcast. It's a joy to talk to you. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. I know some of you are probably saying, but we are in the year 2020 and everything's changed. However, I don't even think 2020 can totally eclipse the hope and the joy that is found at Christmas time. There's just something about Christmas time. There's something about uh, the hope that Jesus brings this time of year that I can al- you can almost feel it in the air. And I want to talk to you a little bit about Christmas carols. I know many of you probably have been listening to Christmas music, possibly, if you'd be honest, before Thanksgiving Thanksgiving ever rolled around. I know for us, we kind of make it a rule in our house. We start listening to Christmas carols and Christmas songs after Thanksgiving. We want to give Thanksgiving the appropriate time that it deserves. However, once Thanksgiving is come and gone, we fill the house with Christmas carols. So... As I've grown older, though, the carols of Christmas, they speak to me a little differently. You know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer doesn't resonate with me quite like it used to. And uh, I found out that Frosty the Snowman will probably never live in the South as much as I hoped he would. Um, Here comes Santa Claus. I love the song, at least I used to, but it doesn't excite me quite the way it used to. Now, I'm getting to live um, kind of vicariously the joy of Christmas through my children. You know, as you grow older, the weight of life seems a little heavier. So these days, Christmas carols speak a little differently to me. Whenever I hear Christmas carols such as, God rest ye merry gentlemen. I immediately think of sleep. Whoa, I love this. I love this Christmas carol. God wants to give us sleep. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. That really has leapt out to me this year as I would listen to that song. And in my inquisitive nature, I said, what is dismay really? And I looked it up. And did you know that the word dismay is quite a dismal word? It means to break down the courage of someone completely as by sudden danger or trouble, kind of like a 2020 pandemic, or to surprise in such a manner as to disillusion. You know, we all thought that this pandemic in 2020 would be over fairly quickly. We'd all go back to a normal way of life fairly soon. and. It just seems to have lingered on and on. That that song, God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay, is followed by the reminder, remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. Well, what was he born for? To save us all from Satan's power when we have gone astray? Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Can I tell you that when you consider that Christ came to rescue us from the power of Satan that we have all come under, we've all been tempted, we have all been deceived and tricked and fallen prey to the wiles and the temptations of Satan, but Christmas embodies 
the hope that Christ came to rescue us from the power of Satan, as Paul talks about, to turn us from the power of darkness to light, for, to rescue us from the, the kingdom of Satan and turn us to the kingdom of his dear, dear, dear son. Christ is the answer to every question, the solution to the problems of life. He is the antidote to the venom of victimhood, allowing victims to become victors. So literally, when we hear that song and hear, oh, tidings of comfort and joy, no matter what you've experienced, and I'm sure everybody could talk about some kind of victimhood in your past. I was torn, I was abused, I was neglected, I was molested, some type of issues that trouble you. Can I tell you that God allows the story to be rewritten through Christ, through the coming of Jesus Christ into the world? Jesus did not come to give us Christmas. He came to give us the hope that everything changes when Christ comes on the scene. I love that Christmas carol that says, Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Can I tell you that truly in Christ, we get to throw cares away? Because He allows us to cast our cares upon Him for he cares for us. That's what Jesus came to do. In that little town of Bethlehem, how many of you love to hear that carol, O little town of Bethlehem? In fact, listen to it. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see the light. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep The silent stars go by Yet in thy dark streets shineth The everlasting light The hopes and fears of all the and in this carol, you literally hear the redemption resonating, that Christ has come, and the hopes and fears of all the years are met in Him tonight. Jesus fulfills all the hopes of all the years in a very specific way. He is the long-awaited Messiah. His coming had first been promised to Adam and Eve in Genesis 3.15. His birth of a virgin in the city of David had long been foretold by the prophets. Jesus was the promised Lamb of God, the hope of Israel, pictured for years through sacrifice at the Passover. He fulfills the hopes of all the years that our sins would be laid upon Him, the Lamb of God, who alone is able to bear the wrath of God. He bore God's wrath for us. Though at Christmas we may remember Him as a baby, He is the baby that came to make right what's wrong with the world. The same infant born in Bethlehem's stable would as a man carry a cross down Jerusalem's streets to Golgotha where He died as the ultimate Passover sacrifice. The baby that was born was not born to give us brightly wrapped presents around a Christmas tree. 
He was born to give us redemption through an old rugged tree called Calvary. And there he bore the the weight of the sins of all humanity. No matter what the wrong is, no matter what the guilt is, no matter what the sin, it was laid upon Christ and he bore our sins. Our fears are relieved because we can be comforted by the idea that Jesus removes our fears. If your greatest fear is loneliness or rejection, Jesus has answered that fear. Through Jesus, we have so been loved by God that nothing in creation can separate us from Him. If you fear storms or tempest, Jesus has the power to calm them with a word. If you're worried that your needs might not be met, Jesus has promised that God will supply all of our needs according to His riches in glory. If you're fearful of death, Jesus has conquered it. Death is no longer terminal. Nothing is terminal any longer. If you have fear of coronavirus, fear of cancer, fear of diabetes, fear of death, anything that would cause you fear, Jesus said, I came to conquer that. That is the hope of Christmas. That's what we're feeling is that this that we see is not going to be successful in conquering me. Christ has conquered what could conquer me. Therefore, I will live victorious. And we hear that in the carols of Christmas. The birth of this baby in Bethlehem pierced the darkness of our fears the way a lit match overtakes the darkness of a cavern. Its light may be small, but darkness cannot overcome light. And the light of a match leads to a roaring, blazing glow. Many of you know what it's like at Christmas time to light a fire like the one you see behind me or perhaps to be outside around a bonfire. There's just nothing quite so comforting to feel the pinch of the cold but feel the warmth of the fire. To know that what is around me could conquer me but I have something with me. And that's what Christ gives us, the fire of a hope that burns in us, warming us to know God has already conquered what could conquer me. That's what I'm hearing in the carols of Christmas. But there's another way in which the fears of all the years are met in Jesus on the night of his birth. The coming of Jesus is the coming of arrival to the throne of your life. Herod's fears were met in Jesus because he dreaded all threats to his rule. He tried to snuff out the life of the baby king, but no human can thwart the sovereign plan of God. We know from the historian Josephus that Herod died an excruciating death, but Jesus lives on. You may fear bowing down to someone greater than yourself. You may fear encountering one who is more upright than you are. Jesus is the Lord of all creation and he is perfectly pure and righteous. The light of his holiness shows us how sinful we are and the claims of his kingdom reveal the extent of our rebellion. Perhaps the thought that there's life after death causes you to fear rather than hope because you know that for you it means eternal punishment. You fear to meet Jesus as your judge because you're not right or where you need to be. 
God can turn that fear into faith when you will give yourself to Him and say, Jesus, not my will, but yours. Not my sin, but I cast it upon you. Jesus wants to relieve that fear. There is hope for, for those who deserve judgment. God can take away the judgment. He can take away whatever it is that you deserve and give to you what you need. And that is His grace and His mercy. I love how the little town of Bethlehem carol ends. It says, O holy child of Bethlehem, and you can hear it. holy child of Bethlehem, Descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings to us abide with us our lord emmanuel that word emmanuel means god with us god who knows us best knows our weakness and knows our failure rather than separate from us because of sin chose to come to us through jesus christ he said i'm going to draw near to you and in coming near to you i'm going to dwell with you but I'm not just going to dwell with you. I shall be in you. Jesus talks about the day, the day of Pentecost, where he would fill us with the gift, the greatest gift, the gift of his spirit. This is what he told Nicodemus atop a rooftop one night when they met in secret. Nicodemus said, Rabbi, we know that you are a man come from God. No man can do the miracles that you do except God be with him. And the Lord said, Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He pointed Nicodemus to a redeeming message. When obeyed, it changes everything. When we repent of our sins and we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, God fills us with the greatest gift the gift of the Holy Ghost and he changes our lives from the vile nature bound in sin to a redeemed man or woman free from sin and free from the guilt that is the hope of Christmas that I hear in the carols that are sung when he becomes the Lord we use the term loosely but Lord in old English days meant sovereign ruler one who is over, and we are his subjects. So it's no wonder that we sing about joy when we hear the carol, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and let heaven and nature sing. I believe that we're living very close to the second coming of Christ. As close 
as they were in the beginning pages of Matthew, in the second chapter of Luke, I believe we can literally hear the footsteps of the Lord as he prepares to leave heaven and come back to earth in the glorious second coming of Jesus Christ. What we hear in the carols of Christmas is not the shallow, thin-wrapped presents that leave us wanting more. What we hear is we hear the hope that God is coming to us, that his coming is going to change everything. And because of that, it lifts our spirit. I hope that as you enjoy these next few days between now and actually Christmas Day, that you won't listen so much to the kids' version of the Christmas carols, but cling to those songs that remind you that Jesus Christ feels Christmas with His Spirit. And let the carols of Christmas lift your vision to know what you see around you is not final. If what you've been seeing is doom and gloom, God can turn that around. In Christ, everything changes. And that, my friend, is the hope of Christmas. Hi, listeners. This is Scott, producer of the Parkway Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this special episode of the Parkway Podcast. Remember that we offer video versions of the podcast on our YouTube and Facebook Parkway Church channels, in addition to the audio versions on your favorite podcast provider, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Our Parkway Church Madison app also features the podcast and much more, such as sign-up opportunities for upcoming events and classes and connect group registrations. The app and our website, www.parkwaychurch.net, also offers service archives and the option to give to help support this ministry so that we can continue to bring you this message of hope each week. Thank you as always for listening and look forward to our next episode.